Hello and welcome to this edition of Big Fish Small Pod for Saturday, July 1st. 2023 and if you're new to the small pod he would like to give you all the information about the marlins for that particular day all season long in 10 minutes or less and for you guys listening we have a very special guest making his first appearance on the small pod the newest farm director for fof mr alex carver fish on the farm alex it's great to have you on for today's podcast yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk about uh, about some prospects with you. Uh, as I always am down to talk to you guys about anything minor league baseball, anything Marlins. Um, yeah, let's get it, man. What do we got? Yeah, so we're going to start. Um, this particular episode is going to be about the Features game, the Future Stars. And in this case, the Marlins having two Future Stars get, uh, players selected for the game. Um, last year was only one with Yuri Perez. The year before that was Jake Eater and Max Meyer, and then for this year, it's going to be Pat Monteverde and Nassim Nunez. Um, and in part with Nassim Nunez, he becomes the first Marlins position player to be selected since 2019 when the Marlins had Isan Diaz and Monte Harrison to go along with Sixto Sanchez. So that was definitely uh, a group there. Uh, but Alex, talk to me first about Nassim Nunez being the first position player selected in a long time. Um, what maybe generated uh, maybe the Marlins wanting him to re- be represented in this Future Stars game and how he separated himself from other players in the organization? Yeah, it's just deserved exposure, Danny. This guy's been really good since spring training. Um, came up in, in spring training, got a bunch of time with the Marlins, stuck around in spring training for pretty much the whole time and and, and showed really well. Um, Skip Schumacher was, was personally really impressed with him just in his ability to kind of be a smaller framed guy, but also to start to hit for some power. We've seen it this year where he's hit four home runs. Um, that's twice as many as his career total coming into the season. He only had two. Um, so yeah, to be able to at least show some power, he's going up gaps a little bit more. Ball's coming off the bat a little bit harder. 3-2 payoff to Nunez. Line drive, hit in the air, high and deep to right. Moritz back at the wall, and it lands on the warning track. Takes a bad hop, Nunez flying around second on his way to third, and he's in with a triple. Um, I will say that this month in particular, in the month of June, uh, or this past past month, I should say, in June, was a little bit of a struggle for him. Um, really didn't do well in June, but his start of the season was great. Uh, coming into June, he was doing really, really well. So I think this is deserved exposure for a guy that I think has the potential for four of five tools and definitely one of the most athletic prospects in the Marlins organization. Yeah, we're just looking at it. He has 33 stolen bases just this season alone in about uh, 70 games. He has 164 um, for his career. Just how important is maybe his skill set outside of the bat, maybe his running, his fielding, his arm, just everything outside of offensively? Yeah, it's 100% important. Um, I mean, I 100% think that this is the best long-term positional shortstop in the Marlins system because of what he does with range, speed, defense, glove. Everything on that side of the ball is major league ready right now. Uh, it's just the bat that we need to see the consistency out of. So yeah, man, uh, this is deserved exposure for this guy. Um, and like I said, coming into coming into June, he was doing really, really well. So hopefully in the month of July, he turns it back on. But yeah, man, uh, he's really important to the organization because they don't have a lot of sure thing shortstops. They have a lot of guys who can play shortstop, but not many of them are a sure thing. This guy's a sure thing. 
Yeah, and with Nassim, why do you think maybe he was mostly selected in terms of maybe the other prospects? Because it is an MLB event. They are going by their own rankings, by MLB pipeline. Um, this is someone that they have 20th. Um, why do you think maybe he was selected compared to maybe other guys, maybe like a Khalil Watson, a Yudi Cape, or maybe even a Jacob Berry, who they have ranked second? Yeah, 100 percent It's just a good question. Uh, what I will say is they normally select guys for this event from the upper levels of minors. So usually like double A, triple A. Of course, Nassim playing at double A. He had a lot of exposure. He's fully, he's he's a full go. You know, he didn't really have a delayed start to the season. He was in spring training the whole time. So obviously, yes, it's an event where you want guys to get exposure, but you want to make sure that guys are stretched all the way out, that they're healthy, that they're good to go, and that they don't get hurt in a uh, in a showcase event. So that's what I would say is, is the main reasons, is the level that he's playing at, how far stretched out he is. And like I said, just this hot start to the year and deserved exposure. Yeah, um, and for Nassim, just how do you think he projects maybe towards the Marlins in the future and maybe when we could be able to see him? You mentioned long-term. Is this someone that we could see potentially next season, maybe the year after? When do you think he will be maybe projected to estimate time arrival for the Fish? Sure, yeah. So because of what he does on defense, which we talked about, which, like I said, is Major League ready right now, um, I think we could see him as early as next season if the Marlins need a guy to fill in off the bench. That's definitely his floor. He definitely has a major league floor just as like a defensive replacement or defensive fill-in um, if the bat doesn't come around. And then if the bat does come around, this guy could be a starter, maybe top of the order threat, especially with the speed that he has. So so yeah, that, that would be his ceiling. But yes, uh, in terms of when we could see Nassim, I would say next season at the earliest. Ooh, all right. And then the other guy that the Marlins had, uh, Patrick Monteverde. Um, 25 years old, again, also from the Blue Wahoos this season, just having a fantastic start to his um, double-A season with Pensacola. 8-1, 193 ERA in 13 games, 74 innings pitched, 84 strikeouts. Just incredible compared to maybe when you look at last season with Pensacola, where it was only six games. He had an ERA just under five, and that in this season, he's completely cut that in half, maybe a little more than half. Just talk to me a little bit about Patrick Monteverde's just ascension from where he was last season to now, where he's being selected guys like Jackson Holiday and, and now Nassim and guys like that. Yeah, no, this guy has, has had a great season, like you just said. So I think um, where it stems from is just the full realization of his stuff, um, incorporating um, what he calls a slutter, a slider slash cutter uh, is the pitch that he really likes to go to. That's a new pitch for him. Um, I think that pitch is at least like a 50 grade pitch because of how much he uses it and how effective he uses it. Um, that's definitely a great pitch for him. He also has really, really good command. This is a guy with a 9% walk rate, which is absurd, leading the Southern League in so many different stat categories. Um, there is some question abound about uh, the tack ball and what's going to happen here in the second half when they go back to the regular baseball. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, this guy is not a hugely overpowering pitcher. He's not going to blow you away with the below. He has a wide arsenal of, of, of four, four to five pitches. Um, you know, that slider cutter thing, he can kind of throw a couple different ways. That's a really great pitch for him. All from the left-hand side, it's a good pitcher, man. Um, not a huge oversized guy, not a Yuri Perez, not a guy like that, but definitely a guy that could, that could fill a spot mid to back end rotation, or at least at the very least bullpen floor and 25 years old. So this is a guy who I think we could see pretty soon. 
with Pat, you mentioned his age and everything there, and the Marlins just needing just some more players offensively and whatnot in the majors. Is this someone that could be potentially used as a trade piece? You mentioned his age. Maybe they want to get him onto the Future Stars game to just get more eyes on him. He is sporting an under two ERA. Is this someone that the Marlins could potentially put out there and maybe a trade piece for some larger, I don't want to say maybe prospect from MLB ready guy? Yeah, so it's not impossible. If you asked me this question a couple months ago before Dax Fulton got hurt and, um, you know, uh, if if Eater didn't get hurt and wasn't originally just now coming back, I would say absolutely this is a guy that they would be including for exposure to potential suitors and may still be doing that. But I really think it's a guy that they may need, especially what they have going on with the rotation. If they shut down Perez, you know, I think this is a guy that they may need uh, to fill in and, and pick up some some winning game innings um, versus going, you know, to, to somebody who, who may be ineffective in that position or a fill-in guy. So, so yes, I think it's possible, but um, I would like to see this arm stick around with all that the Marlins have going on right now because I think he's ready. Yeah, and, you know, I was just reading up on uh, Monteverde, and he's a guy who I believe a couple years ago was coming off Tommy John. Um, how do you think that maybe affected him? I know it's we're years down the line, but is there any way that that has affected maybe Monteverde in a positive because guys are coming off uh, Tommy John now with the Marlins, Jake Eater, Max Myers, um, Dax Fulton, maybe around there. But just guys, how do you think that has affected Patrick Monteverde since that happened all those years ago? Yeah, so it happened to him, uh, what was it, uh, 2019, I think, or something like that, that he had Tommy John. So, um, so he's over it, you know what I mean? Uh, how did it affect him? Um, basically, he said the road back was, was the hardest part. We had him on the podcast, uh, uh, I think, a couple months ago. Um, and he said that the build back was kind of the hardest part, um, just regaining everything really, but that he was able to do it and of course get to the big leagues, uh, or at least to the minor leagues, um, in, in 100% in, in 100% shape, I guess I should say with his arm feeling good. Um, and now he's been able to build up these other pitches, um, which is fantastic. He's done great work with the changeup. That slider cutter has been amazing and the command has improved all along the way. Um, he is a guy I will say that kind of lives off of um, kind of lives off of the breaking stuff. Um, I would say the fastball is probably his weakest pitch. Not that it's a bad pitch. I would say it's his weakest pitch. So maybe it's a higher effort guy. Uh, but he's totally built up to throw a lot over 100 pitches, um, and he's done it this year. So, yeah, um, I would say that he's he's at 100. percent He's been at 100. percent Hasn't gotten hurt since, and um, it's been it's been really cool to follow his story. Yeah, and you know, w with him, and, and again, looking at other guys, would you say he's maybe the best? Um, I don't say Marlins pitcher uh, in the farm system that's healthy. That that's a healthy pitcher. Do you believe he's maybe the 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 best guy that the Marlins have that are healthy? Because you know, Max Myers hurt, Sixto, um, Jake Eater. The list goes on and on on pitchers that the Marlins have that are hurt and injured. Do you believe that he has the self to be the best in the organization currently? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that this is their most effective pitcher in the minors right now with injuries and stuff that they have going on with Eater just now coming back, Myers out, uh, Fulton's out. Um, the other guy I would point to that's doing really well, uh, or that was doing really well, he's had his struggles, but he's also kind of proving it this year as Fitterer. I really like that arm as well. Um, so there's a couple guys down there in Pensacola that are doing really well. Also, uh, Carson Milbrandt just got promoted to Beloit, so he's another guy. But yes, I would agree with you in saying that um, Right now, uh, Monteverde is their best minor league asset in terms of being an arm that could contribute right away. And, and you mentioned um, the type of role he could play in the majors as a back end rotation or a guy who can eat up multiple multiple innings um, as a reliever. And we've seen that this year with the Marlins with your boy Brian Hoeing and how great he's been this season. 
Um, is that someone that you can almost compare to what his role would be with the Marlins? Someone like a Brian Hoy who would give you maybe four or five really good innings, and if not, can just come in a, a, as a spot starter or almost a bullpen type player? So uh, in terms of the right now, in terms of like where he is with his projection, I would say that that's a fair comparison. Um, I would say that this guy has better stuff overall than Hoeing, and I think he also has better command. So I think I see a little bit more of a ceiling um, to uh, to Hoeing, who just now is kind of proving that he can be a starter. This guy's proved that he can be a starter for a while. Um, he's been a starter for his whole big league career. He's been very good at it. Um, and yeah, I think I see a little bit more in Monteverde than than Hoeing's ceiling, which I think this is Hoeing's ceiling that we're seeing right now, which is good. But I think Monteverde's could be just a little bit better um, on full projection uh, if he reaches his full potential. But um, it's not a horrible comparison in terms of the right now. And um, you mentioned Evan Fitterer. Is that a guy that potentially the Marlins could have had there in the features game? Maybe compared to Pat Monteverde, do you think they were just uh, uh, just wanting to get the guy who's maybe a little older there? Or just how do you think that selection was was used compared to him? Yeah. Yeah. So for Fitterer, uh, it's a guy that's had a lot of injury problems. He's just now pitching um, his first few starts in double A. Um, whereas Monteverde, like I said, is further stretched out. You don't really have to worry about building up innings because he's used to pitching a lot of innings. So, so yeah, I mean, um, like you said, there's age, there's how far stretched out they are, there's mitigating injury risk, um, and just their overall projection um, in terms of where they're at right now. So that's kind of how they go about this, kind of how they go about putting guys in, the, in these games. Um, it's performance, but then it's also like, you know, you don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah. So uh, that's also there. Um, well, you know, with these two guys again, um, and, and pipeline 20 and 28, are there two guys? I don't want to put anything on uh Monteverde and Nassim because they definitely deserved it. But in your eyes, what maybe two players, maybe higher than 20, would you have put on um, to the features game for the Marlins? So, I would have definitely said Victor Mesa Jr. Mm -hmm. uh, would be a main guy that I would see uh, able to go uh, and should have gone into that game. Um, yeah, so so definitely him. Um, I guess I guess the other one that we can point to is another older guy, Double A, Triple A. We could say Troy Johnston um, would be another <laughs> guy that they that they may look at that continues to be successful um, down there with uh, with with uh, with Double A, Triple A. So yeah, I mean those would be the two guys um, that I would say. Um, really, if you asked me this a couple months ago, I would have said Paul McIntosh. Then he got injured, so he's got the injury thing to him. Um, but yeah, those those would be kind of the other two positional players that I would say. Um, in terms of other pitchers, man, we talked about yeah, we talked about uh, talked about Fitter. I think it's just too young in his in his Double A career. Um, if you wanted to go with another guy, you could have gone Dane Myers. Um, I don't think he's ever done a futures game, so that that could have been another guy. Uh, it's just a couple other positional guys that they could have thought about. Um, but I'm glad that Nassim gets the exposure. I think he deserves it, um, even though he's had kind of a rough June. But there are, there are some other guys that they could have gone with, but um, I think those are a fair selection. Yeah, yeah, great selections there. Uh, but again, congratulations to Nassim and Patrick Monteverde on getting selected there. Um, this is going to be it for the Big Fish Small Pod. Alex, again, I thank you for coming on a short notes to talk about these future stars, players. But if you enjoyed that, make sure to subscribe to Fish on First FOS to subscribe, become a super subscriber for $3 a month. I'm Daniel. This has been Alex Carver also joining me here today. As always, go fish. <laughs>